And welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here, and it is Super Tuesday yet again. Counting down the Super Tuesdays. We don't have too many Super Tuesdays left until the election. Chances are you should have received your ballot by now in the mail, uh, regardless of whether you're listening to us in California or Colorado. And uh, for our Colorado listeners today, we are going heavy on California. So I encourage you, uh, listen and and understand what's happening in California usually winds up happening around the rest of the world uh, in fairly short order. I know that uh, what we're going to be talking about later in the program, Proposition 1, Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, is going to join me to talk about ballot harvesting and stopping Prop 1. And uh, there's a similar piece of legislation on the ballots in uh Michigan, I know, and Colorado is probably heading your way if it isn't there already as well. So these are very, very perilous times that we're living in. It's more crucial than ever for Christians to vote. And again, for those who might be saying Christian nationalism, there goes Roger again with MAGA, this, that, and the other thing. This is nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. Certainly not pushing a Christian nationalism that says we have to get America right uh, in order to you know live out thy kingdom come thy will be done first and foremost as christians our mandate from on high goes something like this when jesus was asked what is the greatest commandment he said love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself that second part of the mandate and then he says against these two there's no greater commandment than these and that love your neighbor as yourself thing actually ironically is the same Bible verse, Mark 12, 31, and other places in Scripture, where Jesus basically is being misquoted by California Governor Gavin Newsom to try to justify abortion. So all the more reason for us as Christians to vote is to not only vote our conscience, but also to, if if we truly love our neighbor, we will look at the bills that are in front of us, we'll look at the candidates that are on the ballot, and we will vote accordingly. I mean, th- this has very little to do. I, I know we hear this a lot, and I've had Jason Yates from MyFaithVotes.org on the Bottom Line Show. We've had Craig Huey from Election Forum. As a matter of fact, we're working on getting Craig back on the program tomorrow, kind of a Wednesday edition of Super Tuesday, to talk about Christians and voting and also talk about some of the judicial positions that are on the ballot. But we're also going to, uh, I mean, we've also had uh, Deb Withno, iVoterGuide.com, Everyone says the same thing. 25 million Christians sat out the last election. Now, I don't know about you. I I know there are some people who would never miss out on an election, yours truly included. And the reason is really very simple. I mean, your vote counts. And I know you might say, well, I was so skeptical with all the, uh, uh, the, the rumors about, you know, whether or not votes were in fact counted and, um, you know, that type of thing. I, I, how, how do I know this is actually going to happen? Well, first and foremost, we know that we had a fair and accurate recall election in 2021 here in the People's Republic of California. I would have preferred to see Gavin Newsom voted out of office, but enough Democrats showed up and enough, you know, there were so many people, over 2 million, who signed the petition to get the recall election even to happen that unfortunately they're about the same number of people voted to recall gavin newsom i mean everyone else kind of went out and said yeah he's doing a fine job and, and, and in all honesty if you love the constitution if you love liberty if you love conservative values gavin newsom is on the war path against those all the more reason to not only vote for brian dolly who is espousing christian values and conservative principles um, as a formidable challenger to uh, Governor Newsom. He has a very long row to hoe because 48% of the registered voters in California are Democrat, uh, 24% are Republican, 24% have no party preference. 
So even if you get every single no-party preference voter to vote your way, you still need some of the swing voters in the Green Party, Peace and Freedom, whatever, to vote to try to unseat Gavin Newsom. So that is a long shot. But there are some opportunities when it comes to the propositions where we the people can actually uh, speak our mind. And when it comes to Proposition 1, that is the big one. Now, there are some, uh, yesterday on the program, I, I devoted our Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show to uh, a bit of a, uh, 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 well, we have Super Tuesday. So we had, I don't, I don't know what we call Monday, but uh, that's, that's what we did is I looked at some of the other uh, ballot initiatives that we uh, have been tempted to talk about. And we'll talk about some of the other ballot initiatives as well. But I keep circling back to Proposition 1, the so-called Right to Reproductive Freedom Act. Because this act has nothing to do with rights for reproductive freedom, especially as it pertains to the preborn child in the womb. Over the weekend, there was a debate in Georgia. Raphael Warnock, Pastor Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is a Democrat senator from Georgia who won in the special election in 2021. And he did so, quite frankly, because Donald Trump told conservatives in Georgia, the system's rigged, they stole the election from me, and if you vote, your vote isn't going to count. And a lot of Christians stayed home. And that's unfortunate, because quite frankly, there was enough, uh, it was a Mary Purdue, uh, don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the, who the two candidates were they were running against, but Raphael Warnock was victorious, and uh, the, the, the other Democrat candidate, also victorious, and now we have a Democrat majority ever so slightly in the U.S. Senate because there are basically 48, there are 50 Republicans, 48 Democrats, two independents who always vote Democrat. And whenever there's a tie, then Kamala Harris, the Democrat vice president of the United States, casts the tie-breaking vote. She's done so several times in her first two years in office. So quite frankly, whether you love Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump, I do believe he cost Republicans the Senate and created a supermajority just because he was having a temper tantrum over things that were going to take years to resolve. And quite frankly, in the year and a half since, well, almost two years since the last election, a lot of cases have come to light where we've seen, yes, there was some election irregularities as they were. Was the election stolen? No. Was the election decided by some really strange sightings that have since been proven illegal in the court? Yes, there have been lots of them, scads of them. The majority of the cases that the Trump administration, I keep echoing this to make a point, the majority of the cases that the Trump administration brought against anyone who would listen, hoping they'd go to the Supreme Court, there were 80-some cases that were all thrown out, and they were all thrown out because the Trump administration did not have standing to file the suits in the first place. Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani were mouthpieces for the president. They, weren't, they did not have legal standing to file these lawsuits. Look at the cases of Jenna Ellis was representing John MacArthur in, and Grace Church last summer in the cases against Governor Newsom. But if you look at the attorneys on record, it was the Lamandry Law Group and uh, who was at Thomas More Society who were handling the legal, ca legal case. Jenna was a, a, a spokesperson, a mouthpiece, if you will, for the organization. Doesn't mean she doesn't understand the law. She does. But she was not the lawyer of standing. She could say, my client, I helped. She goes out and does promotion work for them to let people know what's going on in the case. She did the same thing for President Trump in 2020. She wasn't going to get the election overturned. But as, quite frankly, after they hit December 6th and none of the state electorate committees had challenged their own delegates, nothing was going to get done. All of that had to happen within about a three to four week period right after the election, and it did not happen. Over time, we have seen a lot of cases from Arizona to Pennsylvania to Delaware where there were voter irregularities that were deemed illegal. 
Georgia passed a new election integrity law uh, early on in the 2021 Brian Kemp administration because they wanted to keep from happening in 2020 what keep from happening in 2022 what happened in 2020 things with uh, ballot harvesting becoming ballot trafficking. You know, uh, it's one thing to say there are drop-off points, but then when you don't officially designate a certain number, they pop up everywhere. And then it really just depends on who's the party in power determining as to whether or not they were going to be counted as regular or not. I mean, it happened in California. Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, they set up ballot harvesting at their church. And how many challenges did they face from California Democrats who said, you can't do that at a church. And then they send, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters to South Central. They send them to an AME church down there. And of course, the Democrat candidates are out there and they're speaking and they're, what was the, uh, uh, the, the, the election campaign, the, the voter registration campaign at black churches all across America, but especially in places like Atlanta and downtown Los Angeles. No shame whatsoever. Yeah, we got to get black voters registered and register them Democrats. And heck, you can vote at church. That's fine. But then if someone brings their ballot to Jack Hibbs's church at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, well, you can't do that. That's not official. Matter of fact, Jack is going to join me in hour number two today. And we're going to talk about that very issue. Can you still drop off your ballot at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills? What is the difference between ballot harvesting and ballot trafficking? If you saw Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2,000 Mules, you know that ballot trafficking is real. People driving to certain places, picking up ballots, driving them to other places. I mean, that's not harvesting as in, hey, I've got an elderly neighbor and she wants to fill out her ballot, but she can't get to the post office and I'm just going to go ahead and take it and drop it off at the polling place for her. To going around and literally buying up ballots, finding, remember, the ballots that are mailed out now, that are in your mailboxes right now, are actual ballots. This isn't the voter registration guide. That already came. This isn't the sample ballot that doesn't count. States like California, Colorado, Michigan, New York, they're mailing out ballots ostensibly because somebody touches your ballot and they might have COVID and you're all going to be you know, infected. It's kind of like the meme that's going around right now of the uh, people at the supermarket where you come up to the check stand and there's that big piece of plexiglass in front of between you and the cashier. And you, and you thank the CDC for the fact that the cashier who is touching every single food item you bought and sliding it over the scanner and putting it in a bag, but at least you're behind plexiglass so you can't spread COVID. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, anyway, Super Tuesday, Roger's recommendations up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're going to do a deep dive into Proposition 1 with Pastor Jack Hibbs coming up in hour number two. First, though, we'll take a quick break. And it's kind of eerie when a story comes to the headlines that, uh, that makes headlines that looks like it's taken from the headlines. But it's even crazier when that book or DVD or movie comes out and you realize it was not written for the times, but it was actually in process for many years beforehand. Michelle Shanoeth is a novelist. She loves to take biblical Old Testament truth, things of that nature, and turned it into novels. She's done novelized accounts of four different Old Testament stories so far. She just finished her fifth novel. It's called The Wise Man. It's a story about a guy who kind of looks like King Solomon, whose dad was president of the United States, kind of like maybe, I don't know, David in Scripture. And he finds himself sitting on the Supreme Court facing a case that could possibly overturn Roe versus Wade. 
Now, what makes this interesting is Michelle started writing this book many, many years ago, and the book was printed and released on May the 14th, six full weeks before the U.S. Supreme Court voted to overturn Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. The novel The Wise Man is up at thebottomlineshow.com and is a riveting read and it's very, very impactful, especially as we get ready for the 2022 midterms. Michelle Shinoeth joins me next to talk about this fascinating book as The Bottom Line continues. Clients love her. Insurance companies fear her. No other personal injury attorney knows the inner workings of insurance companies like Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. In a cutthroat industry where most attorneys don't even last five years, Stephanie Cover spent 20 years defending insurance companies, never compromising her integrity despite constant external pressure. During those 20 years, Stephanie Cover gained invaluable insight into the tricks of the trade. She knows more about your insurance policy than your adjuster does. Today, Cape Wright's personal injury attorney uses her unparalleled knowledge of the insurance company's playbook to call their bluff every time even earning the grudging respect from lawyers and adjusters who know they can't get anything by her. She used to defend them. Now she beats them at their own game. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. She knows the other side. It's amazing when you come across a story that looks like it literally is ripped from today's headlines, but uh, my guest today here on The Bottom Line has a brand-new novel out, uh, that kind of invokes the wisdom of Solomon with what's happening in Supreme Court decisions that have impacted us even within the past couple of months. Michelle Shinoweth is with me today here on The Bottom Line. She is a uh, contemporary suspense novelist. Uh, she likes to take Old Testament stories and bring them to light in New Testament type formats. And her brand new book is called The Wise Man. We have a link to this book up at thebottomlineshow.com, as well as a link to her website, michelleshinoweth.com. Michelle Shinoweth, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you, Roger. It's great to be here. It's good to have you here, too, especially when you look at, I mean, people talk often about how Jesus taught in parables, the story is essential to the Bible, biblical narrative. And yet at the same time, sometimes we will look at a story and say, oh, well, this is a novel. So you, quote unquote, made this up. Uh, help us understand the writing process. First and foremost, what was what uh, what led you to want to take the story of the wise men and put it in print? Well, it's my fifth novel, and I, all five novels I've written as contemporary suspense novels that reimagine Old Testament stories in the Bible. I like to say my genre found me. Uh, I call uh -huh. them modern-day Bible stories or edgy Christian fiction. Uh -huh. So it's suspense with little romance, uh, action-packed, page-turner type of book. You really don't even have to know the Bible story to, to get into it and read it. Uh -huh. Uh, but it does stay true to that plot or storyline. Obviously, it fills in the gaps because it is contemporary. Uh, but I really was called, I like to say, looking back by God to uh, reimagine the story of Job at first. I was going through a lot of Job-like stuff in my life mm -hmm. and questioning why me and, you know, barely hanging on to my faith and uh, God pulled me through in writing that first book. Uh, it took eight years to write it. It became The Faithful One, uh, based on the book of Job. And I continued to write along that line. A Christian publisher uh, published my book and uh, subsequent books. And then uh, I wrote, the, my second book was The Peacemaker, based on David. Well, as we all know, Solomon is David's son. Right. So this fifth novel uh, became somewhat of a sequel to that book. 
but it's not what I set out to do. I actually found my character, uh, my Solomon character. When I was visiting Australia, my mm. stepdaughter was an au pair for a very wealthy family out in Sydney, Australia. My husband went out and I went out to visit her. And the uh, magnet, uh, this business uh, savvy, young, handsome uh, gentleman, billionaire, uh, owned this empire uh, for, and he had many au pairs. He actually married one of the au pairs um, for whom my stepdaughter was working. Um, I looked at him and he doesn't believe in God. Um, he had fallen away from his faith. And I said, wow, there's my next character. Mm. Uh, and then a uh, couple years later, I ended up marching with the National March for Life on um, on uh, Capitol Hill uh, up to the Supreme Court building. And I thought at the time, you know, there's part of the storyline as well, that I'm going to have my character become a U.S. Supreme Court justice who hears a Roe v. Wade type of case. Mm. Well, little did I know at the time, <laughs> versus Jackson would hit the headlines, right, but right. all fell into place. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and the, the end result, of course, is a novel that is timely, it's topical, and I love how God starts planting the seeds in our minds and in our hearts years before. I, so many books that came out during the pandemic looked like they were written for such a time as that. And you'd hear the author saying, nope, I had a contract last year. <laughs> this is just, you know, we had no idea this was going to hit. So I love the way God's timing works, especially one being of the eternal nature. Michelle Shanoeth is with me today here on The Bottom Line. The novel is called The Wise Man. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Kind of give us a, maybe a 60, 90 second over, if you would, specifically. We're talking about Mitchell. This is a guy who's now a, a sport justice. And he's got, oftentimes when we look at the justices in, or the judges, we don't think about the material possessions and the influence that they might have, but Finn literally has it all. He does, and yet uh, struggles with wanting more and where that leads. So the message of behind the story is uh, from the Bible itself, uh, so what good does it profit a man to gain the world and forfeit his soul? Right. Um, his or her. Uh, so I'll take you back. So Finn Mitchell grows up as the son of the United States president, Leif Mitchell, who is featured in the prequel, The Peacemaker. Anyway, it, it comes, um, we start the story with, um, well, with the prologue where he's facing the destruction and he says, this is all my fault. Um, then we go back in time to him as a boy uh, growing up in the shadow of his father. But then he uh, grows up to become a, an attorney, a judge, and then is uh, groomed for the U.S. Supreme Court justice position. Uh, he has some competition there uh, with his half-brother, as he does in the Solomon story. Um, they're both trying to get it on the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, he ultimately does and he is tasked with hearing this case that has um that is going to overturn roe v wade if it, it goes you know goes forward um so basically two women and we hear this in the solomon story are fighting over custody uh -huh. of a baby 
born, but in this case, born live out of a failed late-term abortion, mm -hmm. which has happened uh, not often, but it has happened before, sure. where it's an abortion gone wrong, late-term, uh, the baby survives, and the one woman is working for this kind of shady doctor who does the abortion in the first place um, and uh, saves the baby and adopts the baby. And now the mother, the birth mother, uh, realizes she made a huge mistake in you know, going to abort the child and wants the baby back. So mm. uh, that the uh, uh, state court decides, it's appealed, appealed, all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And yes, Ben there. Mitchell is yeah. on the Supreme Court tasked with, with uh, looking at this case and it actually goes beyond overturning Roe v. Wade in uh, obliterating it altogether. Um, so he's he weighs both sides, and it's very complicated, like it is today. I mean, it's not. It's all. Um, I, I think both sides really look at it as black and white. It seems, mm -hmm. yeah. but there's a lot of women that get caught in that gray area, in that middle, and. You know, my my heart goes out to them, first of all, and so does Finn Mitchell's. So he is known for his decision as very wise. He gets his father's inheritance uh, when he dies and he ends up creating this empire of his own um, on this with this virtual reality, uh, a whole tourist attraction on an island he buys and he marries uh, the daughter of a um, Chinese of the Chinese pre president, president mm. of China. It's it's really just like, you know, wow. Um, he meets her in Australia and uh, up on an island, and one thing leads to another. Well, she doesn't believe in God, and she believes in Communist Party China, mm -hmm. and that is a kind of a recipe for disaster. But love is blind sometimes. So anyway, <laughs> um, all of this kind of leads him astray and he starts to suffer the consequences and I don't want to give away too much. No, 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 no spoiler alerts here, but I'll tell you, Michelle Shenoweth, this is how you were able to keep all these story arcs together. I, I'm, my hat's off to you for doing so, but I know you understand the craft of this. You understand uh, the, the profession of writing in addition to bringing the faith component. Michelle Shenoweth is with me today here on the bottom line. Her new novel is called The Wise Man. And as you heard her just giving us a kind of a bird's eye view, 35,000 foot view of what the story entails, knowing that God had led her on this eight year journey to get to this point and then seeing what happened in the Dobbs case, seeing what's happening now with other states that are trying to react to this and respond to this and how this is still going to be an issue for the courts. I mean, the character of Finn Mitchell couldn't be better uh, suited for being a man who's time has come and who's for such a time as this. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the rip from today's headlines and stories and why it's so important for us in the body of Christ to not only be able to have stories that we can share with other people, but also even to write and tell them I mean, the craft of writing this type of fact-based fiction that can speak to a new generation, maybe in a way that a quote-unquote Bible study or a Sunday sermon might not be able to. Michelle Shinoeth is my guest. More of our conversation in just a moment as the bottom line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, 
You let them see the ultrasound image, and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Welcome back to the Super Tuesday edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, and so grateful you've tuned in today. Isn't this amazing? If you've been listening to my conversation with novelist Michelle Shanoeth here on The Bottom Line Show today. Uh, we're, t- we're at the midpoint of this conversation. Uh, Michelle's new novel is called The Wise Man. It's kind of a story of uh, what if Solomon were living in modern-day America, uh, the character Finn Mitchell, uh, who is grown up in the, fa- the shadow of his famous father, US, former U.S. President Lath Mitchell. And uh, now he's on the U.S. Supreme Court, and he's facing a case like, oh, I don't know, Roe versus Wade being overturned. And she started writing this novel eight years ago. It was published in early May, six weeks before the actual decision came out. It was somewhat prophetic. So it's a great example of now what? Uh, Michelle's book, The Wise Man, we have a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have a couple of copies of the book to give away right now. Uh, 800-227-5278. Crystal and Teresa are standing by to take your calls. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line, the novel called The Wise Man. Now, I don't know that it's going to change your vote one way or the other, but in terms of watching how the Bible speaks to the issues that we're dealing with today. That's the, the greatest issue that uh, the, all of the novels by Michelle Chanoa uh, deal with, but also, uh, in particular, this one, The Wise Man. Because there are a lot of people who scratch their heads and they say, well, you Christians, you believe this fairy table tale uh, about the Bible, and it's not fairy table, but fairy tale about the Bible, and you, and you just, you know, you, your heads are in the clouds. The, the, this is real life we're talking about. Well, guess what? When you get into a situation like the life of the fictional character Finn Mitchell in the novel The Wise Men, and you see that he has fame and power and influence and and as a Supreme Court justice at that, uh, you begin to realize that this takes uh, Roe versus Wade in the direction of First Kings three and the story of the two women who give birth and one of them winds up accidentally killing her child and um, they bring the issue to Solomon and have him decide. So the Bible is a lot more practical today than perhaps it's ever been. And The Wise Man, the novel by Michelle Shanoeth, really drives that point home. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Michelle Shanoeth in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus 
what you have now, which is a nice round number. Had a client sell his house, had 450000 in the bank. I told him, you're really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months. You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says, I like the twenty or 30000 Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Michelle Shanoeth is with me today here on The Bottom Line. We've got a link for her website up at thebottomlineshow.com where you can find all five of her novels, including her most recent one called The Wise Man, kind of a modern day telling of Solomon meets Dobbs versus Jackson. It's, just, it's, a, it, it's a powerful work and it's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Michelle, during the break, we were talking about the fact that you mentioned before the break about how cinematic you your style of writing is and how these books would definitely lend themselves to a theatrical release or maybe, you know, kind of a chosen type of episodic television type of thing. You use the term, though, and I want to I want you to circle back around to this, because as the son of a choir director, I've heard the, the term preaching to the choir way too many times and usually used in a, you know, in a non complimentary way. Honestly, knowing how many people used to sing for my dad, there are times when you do need to preach to the choir because he'd invite people in who had a musical background but didn't have a faith background to sing in the choir, and they needed to hear the gospel. We all do. But you use the term, I'm trying to preach outside the choir or beyond the choir, I think it was. Talk about what you mean by that, because I think if I'm understanding where you're going with this, a book like The Wise Man is the perfect way to say, hey, this is how the Bible, who you might think is what you might think is rather irrelevant today, is actually very relevant. I was at the International Christian Film Festival when this hit me that we need to preach beyond the choir. So I was uh, down there with a friend of mine who had won Best Picture. He uh, he is a fellow author. He wrote The Masked Saint, Chris Whaley, oh, yeah. and uh, it had won Best Picture. So he was one of the presenters and invited me down and got to walk the red carpet and meet all the stars, uh, Kevin Sorbo and and many others. Um, and I was pitching my my book. Uh, the Wise Man hadn't come out yet, but um, pitching my books at the time to movie producers. And I met with one uh, TV, Isaac Hernandez. And uh, he took my books up on stage at a workshop, panel workshop with all these stars on it, uh, called Why I Hate Christian Films. <laughs> I have my books up and said, this is what we need. We don't need to make Christian films and Christian and write Christian books that people's eyes glaze over. No offense to Amish Christian f- fiction, but it seems like sometimes people think of that when they think of Christian books. Sure. Um, and I Can Only Imagine had just come out, and I actually met with Cindy Bond and got her endorsement for my next book coming out, The Jealous Son. Excellent. So anyway, um, he held my books up and he said, this is what we need uh, to bridge that gap to preach beyond the choir, to make that it universal. Um, we need edgy Christian films. We need edgy Christian books. So it opened my eyes and I realized, wow. And and I my literary agent at the time was saying, this is really tough, you know, to reach this market, to, to fill that gap. And I said, I don't care. This is what I write. And, you know, let's go for it. So I really feel like it's starting to land and, uh, you know, why not write 
a beach read where, you know, Jealous Son is like, uh, I felt like Stephen King writing it. The Wise Man that we're talking about now, uh, I felt like John Grisham. It has yeah. this court case that mm-hmm. hopefully pulls the reader in and grabs them and they won't put it down and they, you know, and uh, and yet they can realize, you know, wow, there's a part of me in there. And there is a part of me in each of my books. I grew up in a very entitled um, Catholic uh, Catholic schools all the way. Very. Um, I went to University of Notre Dame. I was very entitled. And and as an author, we want to become rich and famous, or at least I did at first. Now I realize it's about building the kingdom. Right. Uh, but at times, you know, I still don't lose that dream of accepting my uh, Oscar based sure. on the adapted sure. adapted film based on a novel. Mm-hmm. So you know, I want more, but then I realize it's all about God, doing God's will. But still. Right. You know, you want to reach as many people as possible with the message of the Bible. It's it's uh, you need to get it out there. Yeah. You know, and Michelle, I'm glad you brought that up. Michelle Ch- Chenoweth is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Her new novel uh, based on uh, the life of Solomon, the, the stories of David. But the book is called The Wise Man. And we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. I'm glad you said you talked about that dream, because I wonder how many people in the body of Christ today have not lived up to the potential God has for them because they never put that self, their self in that situation. And what I mean by that is I grew up in Southern California, big Lakers basketball fan. You know how many times my friends and I would get out there with the ball and what would we do? Three, two, one. And we practiced shooting the winning shot in the NBA game seven of the championship series. Because, okay, we were five, we were six, but somebody has to have that dream. And something happens along the way. You get into the church and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I could never win an Academy Award. I, I, I could never write a novel that sells 100,000 copies. And, and we just kind of dumb it down because God wouldn't want that. But to have both, to be able to have the cognitive dissonance like you do to say, I want to build the kingdom. But at the same time, you know, that, that Oscar would be pretty nice too. I just thank you for sharing that because I think it pushes us as believers, especially in the creative world, to do better and to reach people now who aren't just going to be saying, wow, I read Michelle Chenoweth's novel, and the first thing I want to do is go to church. Um, There's a good percentage, I would imagine, of people who are preaching beyond the choir. They're going to read that and say, that's great. Tell me more of this story. And it's our job, isn't it, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, not to go into all the world and invite people to our church and let our pastor do the work. I actually started speaking after I wrote my first novel to small groups at first, book clubs, women's groups, church groups. And I actually did have somebody come up to me and say, after reading this book, I went back to church. Amen. Um, it was based on Job and mm-hmm. holding on to that shred of faith, uh, no matter what. And he loses a lot. Uh, after The Peacemaker, which was based on David and Abigail, um, and she's originally married to a narcissistic abusive alcoholic in my book and uh and in the bible and, and the anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a young lady came up to me and said i was going through i had gone through a divorce when i wrote it and uh came up to me and said i feel like i'm married to the same guy you used to be married to can we talk mm. and you know so reaching people where they are because we all struggle with life and so i try to bring modern those modern day issues into my books, um, mental illness, domestic violence, uh, divorce, uh, you know, addiction, all of those real life, you know, things that we deal with today. Yeah. Talking with Michelle Shinoeth today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The Wise Man, a great new novel that's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Michelle, we have a couple minutes left. We're just a few days away from another election. 
And because of Roe versus Wade, you mentioned that Finn Mitchell, the, uh, the, the lead character in The Wise Man, is now a newly minted Supreme Court justice. So, of course, this is the kind of case that he would be hearing and he winds up hearing it. Uh, we've got a lot more legal action happening, especially on the side of those who are uh, purporting to what they say pr preserve reproductive rights and reproductive freedom. But basically, in many cases, they're trying to codify into law abortion on demand with no apology up through labor and delivery and even beyond that. It's happening in Michigan, Colorado, it's happening in California. Talk about how you envision a book like The Wise Man helping someone who's wrestling with these issues, because obviously mercy is what God is looking for first and foremost, and mercy is better than sacrifice. It's not just about changing laws, but it's about changing hearts and minds. Talk about how the wise man helps people do both, especially right now during this time of year. Like I mentioned earlier, it does look at both sides of the issue. It's not just all one way or the other. Uh, and you know, it, it deals with two women who look at things, you know, abortion a little differently. It also goes into the birth mother who does have that regret of having that abortion. And uh, she actually has to cross state lines because the uh, this overturn, I guess I predicted it uh, by the time I actually got it published. Right. Um, I was uh, in the ending chapters. I, I realized uh, Dobbs versus Jackson was on the horizon. Um, and was going to be decided. And my publisher said, let's publish this. Um, and in fact, it came out right after the leak. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. who would have ever predicted that? Um, and then before the actual case was decided. Uh, but anyway, it, it like it has compassion for women who do grapple with this whole, um, you know, gray area. And, and yet, like, I... I you know, I'm a proponent of pro-life. Um, I just have to say that uh, it it becomes like actually black and white in the end. Um, so, you know, but but a man, especially the Supreme Court justice. I know we have women on the bench now, uh, but uh, he says, you know, who am I to decide this? Right. But in fact, he has to make that decision. They all do, and you know, so we're all thrown into this, but I think we need to have compassion for the, for the mothers out there um, and show them the way that there is a solution. Um, and, and here's the thing. So my daughter, who's young and, and you know, she's always argued uh, the Roe v. Wade case with me, you know, women's rights. And I've always argued, you know, pro-life. So we've clashed before. Well, guess what? She is 26 and she's pregnant right now, having my granddaughter. Oh, congratulations. Um, next Valentine's Day, next Great. year. And I said, wow, you know, um, let's just say she decided not to have that baby. And that just like pierces my heart to even think about that. So um, I just hope that people can step back from all that political, um, you know, shouting going on, all the protests and really look at it from a faith perspective. What does God want? And what would Jesus do? Exactly, exactly. And I think that's at the end of the day, what makes your novel so effective 
Michelle Shinoa is the fact that they point people to the Lord. They point people to a saving faith. They point people to look at every side of an issue. And that's one of the things we stress here on the bottom line show analysis, balance and clarity, which leads to discernment. And uh, the, the new novel called the wise man really fits nicely into that, uh, into that plan. Michelle Shinoeth, the novel is called The Wise Man. We have a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com in addition to the link to Michelle's website where you can read more about her other novels and the services that she provides as a, a writer, coach, consultant in the uh, publishing world. And we've got that linked up at thebottomlineshow.com as well. Michelle Shinoeth, great to get to meet you and spend some time with you here today. Thanks for being with us here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. What a great uh, conversation. And again, as we've been mentioning here on The Bottom Line Show, a book whose uh, topic and theme literally ripped not only from today's headlines, but also from the words of Scripture. Um, the book is, book is called The Wise Man by Michelle Shinoeth. It's a kind of a, a modern-day look at what Solomon the Wise would have done with abortion rights and uh, the battle for the sanctity of human life. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have multiple copies of this book to give away as well. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And I can't but help if I think of our friends at Preborn and the relationship that we've been cultivating during this past year, first with the National Crawford Roundtable podcast and now, of course, with the Bottom Line Show and uh, the work that Preborn is doing right now to help save lives, literally saving lives, simply by having the audacity to show women uh, the ultrasound image of their child, to let them hear the baby's heartbeat in the womb and see the kid kind of move around. I mean, this isn't just we're showing you an image and saying that's your baby and the baby's not really there. I mean, when I think of the number of people on the left that are attacking the simple practice of showing ultrasound images, ultrasound images that have been around for years. I mean, the, the, the technology, it's just gotten better and better. And, and you think about what we use ultrasounds for, to look at other things too, look at people's kidneys and inside their other internal organs. I mean, it's, it's remarkable, but to have them used on a woman's uh, you know, uterus and the, the, the whole point where the baby is in gestational mode and to be able to show a mom, an expectant mother, uh, a, the first really face-to-face -face meeting with her son or daughter in the womb, it's truly dramatic and the left is scared to death of it. Um, so you are making the gates of hell shake every time you pick up the phone and call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go online to kbrightradio.com or thebottomlineshow.com. Look for the banner that has a picture of a really cute newborn kid. Uh, it's for preborn. Go ahead and click there and you can make your donation. Uh, $28 saves one life, so $140 saves five. $280 saves uh, 10. And your gifts are just, I mean, they're immeasurable, you know, in terms of the impact that they have. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, 833-850-2229 is the number to get you through to Preborn, and we're giving away copies right now of Michelle Shinoeth's book as well, The uh, the Wise Man, 800-227-5278. Some additional thoughts on the sanctity of human life, and also a look at some of the election issues that are coming up. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to Michelle Shinoeth, the author of the book, The Wise Man, 800-227-5278, uh, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line, and I encourage you to give us a call 
Teresa and Crystal are answering the phones right now, and we have multiple copies of this book to give away, at least three, from what I understand. So your chances of winning are excellent, 800-227-5278. You know, I was thinking about uh, how interesting it is to be living in the United States right now, and I think about uh, what's happening. I, you may not have seen this, but how much it costs to actually do business. I mean, here's a case in point. People are selling real estate in California and taking the money and putting it somewhere else. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a, an apartment complex uh, here in Costa Mesa uh, at 301 and 307 Avocado, for example, that recently just sold uh, was it $18 million on the price tag. And it was a 1031 cash exchange. Someone who'd sold another piece of property wasn't quite ready to make a move yet. And so they had to reinvest in like property or pay a massive tax fee. It's the first time this property's been up for sale in 40 years. And, and it's a series, I think there are uh, 32 one-bedroom units and 16 two-bedroom units. They'll rent quickly and they'll rent at huge profits because prices in real estate are skyrocketing. At the same time, for our listeners in San Diego, if you didn't get a raise this year, uh, you should be asking for one because San Diego in the latest U.S. Census Bureau is in the top 25 metro areas in the United States. San Diego had the fourth highest median income increase. Median household income in San Diego is just a hair over $91,000, and uh, the increase was 2.2%. So chances are there's a good possibility that uh, you're living in a home that's doing a lot better than other homes if you were in a San Diego household. And yet, you know, the, this is the time when the election rolls around and people are, are, are taking a look at all sorts of different things. There's, uh, I was looking through the, uh, uh, the local stuff. Of course, if you want to take a look at Super Tuesday, you want to take a look at Roger's recommendations at thebottomlineshow.com. I, I talk about the different members of Congress. I talk about the, uh, the different uh, governor lieutenant governor, et cetera, et cetera, positions, and, of course, all of the propositions as well. I don't get too much into the local, local stuff. You're best served uh, looking at your local uh, registrars and uh, those who re recommend. But I, I do want to bring up, uh, just as a point of, uh, you know, conversation, uh, Measure K here in, uh, in Costa Mesa is kind of getting a 50-50 treatment. There are those who like Measure K because basically they think that the laws that were passed in 2016 that were designed to slow down kind of runaway expansion and development um, were actually too strict. And so now Measure K would kind of re return some sense of normalcy. But there are other people who are saying, no, we like that because we don't want to see overdevelopment in Costa Mesa. And it kind of brings up the point of, you know, sometimes the national figures will speak into what's happening uh, into local races, and they really don't know what they're talking about. Um, case in point, <clears throat> let's take a look at a couple of uh, politicians, one here in uh, Southern California, and one who's from California, but also uh, has a, 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 national, uh, <laughs> a national feel. Um, both of them singing the same song. Uh, the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, who was formerly Attorney General, of California, but then was elected senator from California uh, back in was it 2018 and served a very short period of time as a senator before she decided to throw her hat in the ring and run for president of the United States in 2020. Now, in the first round of debates, she was basically bounced. I mean, she didn't have the, the chops. And if you've heard her give a speech, quite frankly, um, that's not one of her strong suits. Kind of tough to be the chief executive of the United States of America when you really have a difficult time not only presenting what information you have, but then also, uh, you know, you're not a great speaker. 
and you also don't really know your facts. The vice president was in L.A. yesterday, and she was giving a talk about the uh, the different uh, uh, the, the the different uh, you know laws that have changed in the in the country, and why she is really on a, a push, as most Democrats are, to try to uh, uh, codify into law uh, basically what was uh, known as the Planned Parenthood decision, and basically talking about the painting the picture, this dystopian picture of what life in the United States will be like if women do not have a federal law that uh, requires uh, abortion on demand without exception. It's so interesting to hear her talk like this, especially in light of the fact that we, the people of California, unfortunately, have had abortion foisted upon us. And yet, uh, with the statistics with regard to abortion, in the United States and in the state of California aren't nearly as pro-death as these abortion activists want us to believe. Um, U.S. Uh, House of Representatives uh, incumbent Eric Swalwell, same thing. He's in, in District 14, by the way. If you are listening at District 14 right now, I'm recommending uh, Republican Allison Hayden uh, to be the, uh, the, the, the one. And I actually noted, too, in Nancy Pelosi's seat, I mentioned John Dennis in uh, District 11, and I wrote, John Dennis, Republican. And in District 14, I put Allison Hayden, Republican. And the reason I did was I said, look, Eric Swalwell is going to lecture us on this. You know, one of the things, he actually gave an interview with MSNBC's Joy Reid over the weekend. And she asked him about what would happen if the GOP gets a majority in Congress again, if there's a GOP majority in the House and the Senate. And he said, well, what's going to happen is a woman's going to have an abortion. And next thing you know, federal agents and police officers are going to be knocking on her door. They're going to point a basically they're going to take her in for questioning. And then when her husband tries to defend her, they're going to put a gun in his face and they're going to drag her away in handcuffs. And brothers and sisters, nothing could be further from the truth. There is nothing in the pro-life legislation in any of the states that do not allow abortion that would require a woman to be taken away in handcuffs for having an abortion after sticking a gun in her husband's face. All of the punitive materials that come your way in those states are directed at the abortionist, at the abortion clinic, and they involve suspending of licenses, fines, fees, and this, that, and the other thing. There is nothing in anything that I have seen or read in any of that legislation where abortion is banned that keeps someone from still finding a way to get an abortion. For example, in Texas, when there was the heartbeat bill that was passed back in August of 2021 and pro-lifers rejoiced and look, we say 50,000 babies. I remember talking to Jim Dennison of Dennison Forum, who's going to be joining us again uh, next month. He's been off for some medical leave, but he's uh, back in action now. And we talked about that, and he said, well, you know, Roger, the good news, he's in Texas, he said the good news is that there were 50,000 fewer surgical abortions in Texas as a result of that ban. The bad news is there were 40,000 more uh, what they call medical abortions, where women were able to prescribe abortion medication or get it prescribed for them, take the pills, and abort the child that way. So the net effect of the Texas heartbeat bill was not that it lowered the abortion rate, but rather, it just made women and abortionists have to get more creative if they wanted abortions. And therein lies the rub. The fact that the left is forever, and I mean forever, trying to paint this hand, handmaid's tale of why it's so bad to you know, ban abortion on a federal level, it's just not true. I mean, it's, just, it's a flat-out lie. It's not even chutzpah and spin. It's a flat-out lie what they're doing. 
and uh, I, I, it's disgusting, and I, don't be fooled by it. Vote against uh, Eric Swalwell if you're in District 14. And, of course, when the vice president comes to town and tries to malign you for your Christian values and your pro-life values, don't take the bait. Some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Don't overpay on interest and fees by going with the wrong lender. Newport Bay Mortgage won't charge you points on your reverse mortgage wherever it is possible for them to do so. You will have peace of mind with the possibility of having additional cash to draw from to pay for unexpected expenses. Owner Cliff and his team do what they can to maximize the amount of cash available to you while minimizing the cost of closing. The result of having another stream of income relieves stress that you didn't even know was there. You'll save thousands by working with Newport Bay Mortgage because they avoid charging you points and they will never tack on unnecessary fees. When considering ways to relieve financial stress in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. Contact Cliff today. Call 714-741-8080, 714-741-8080, NMLS 332-559. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks to Michelle Shinoweth for joining me to talk about her book, The Wise Man. Just a couple minutes left in that drawing, uh, 800-227-5278, the book of uh, uh, the novel based on the life of uh, Solomon and uh, the wisdom that he has and uh, the fact that he, you know, David's portrayed in this novel as well. It's kind of ripped out of today's headlines about the Supreme Court and ruling on uh, Roe v. Wade. It's a really amazing to see First Kings 3 kind of put in that light. But uh, Michelle's been gracious enough to grant us several copies to give away, so you have an excellent chance of winning when you call 800-227-5278. Also, thank you to Bottom Line Show listeners like Robert and Crow's Landing made a $1,500 donation to Preborn. I, th- thank you. That that you're talking about dozens of babies' lives saved. So far, our goal is to raise enough funding through ultrasound machines. At the, we're going to get an ultrasound machine next week. And trust me, I'll, I'll tell you how that's going to work. But also, the, your $28 donation every time you donate $28 to preborn, it saves another life because a woman gets to go through the ultrasound treatment and see her yet-to-be-born child. Uh, $280, that saves 10 lives. We had a call yesterday at the end of the program, $140, five more lives saved from a bottom line listener uh, anonymously. I encourage you to go to capebrightradio.com or thebottomlineshow.com, hit the banner for preborn, click on the banner, and then follow the prompts. It'll take you 28 seconds or less to make a donation to save a baby's life. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, We've got uh, Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next for you. On the other side of this break, for those who remain on the network, Pastor Jack Hibbs is going to join me from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Our Super Tuesday continues. We're going to look at Proposition 1, the worst pro-death anti-life bill we've ever seen in the People's Republic of California, and what you can do to stop Prop 1. You won't want to miss this conversation. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. Super Tuesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and it's not often that you find a pastor who has as much passion for the events of the world, especially, and then taking steps to actually do something about it. Pastor Jack Hibbs, senior pastor at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. You hear him every weekday afternoon, right after the Bottom Line Show, 4.30 every weekday afternoons with Real Life with Pastor Jack Hibbs, part of the Real Radio Ministry. And we're going to talk about Proposition 1 today here on Super Tuesday. Pastor Jack Hibbs, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. (laughs) Roger, it's great to have you, and uh, talk about Super Tuesday. I appreciate your program, and boy, are we coming up on a a Super Tuesday pretty soon, right? It's going to be amazing. 
just a couple of weeks away. And of course, early voting has already started, which means probably every Democrat registered in California oh. has already cast their votes. But we're talking to people who are no party preference. We're talking to the independents. We're talking to conservative Republicans and saying, hey, look, there is a ballot initiative on here that is literally the pet project of the governor of California. It's Proposition mm -hmm. 1. And if it is passed, uh, Jack Hibbs, I don't know how many people realize how dastardly and sinister Proposition 1 really is. Can you help us break it down a little bit? Well, first of all, Roger, excellent setup. You're exactly correct. Number one, to all of the listeners right now, check this out. How many of you have heard about Prop 1? We know the answer is going to be hardly anybody. Number two, uh, if, you've, if you've heard about it, what do you know about it? And this is where, Roger, the, if the devil was always found in the details, Gavin Newsom has gotten smart, and what they've done, they've written this incredible Proposition 1, and they've left out the details. Mm. And so it's a three-sentence proposition that will enshrine in the state constitution forever. A woman's, listen to this now, listen, a woman's right for her to exercise her reproductive freedoms, oh, that sounds so wonderful, mm -hmm. where she can terminate her abortion up to, but not limited to, 40 weeks. Mm -hmm. This is where the attorneys have been bashing their heads against the wall trying to figure out uh, what does that mean. Frankly, let's let the attorneys be themselves up about this here's the point when you have a birthday abortion and 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 this is allowed not by the father mind you roger imagine for a moment that the dad says no way and the mom decides afterwards or during the delivery i don't want this baby i don't want this baby the baby literally by the medical attending staff terminates the pregnancy I'm talking dead here. I'm talking murder. This is not pro-choice. This is pro-death. And it's, even a, it's, it's hard for us to even be talking about this because people think it's too fantastic. Mm -hmm. But we have been making it very, very clear. It's so, it's so clear to many people who have been paying attention, Roger, that we started a campaign called StopProp1.com. StopProp1.com. And other states, people from other states have been helping us raise funds Good. to get billboards up and down the state of California along the freeways saying, stop Proposition 1. Why? Because it is murder. It's Gavin Newsom's attempt. He had this already written up, you guys, for fear that the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade. He was ready. He was already ready. And so uh, it is a radical, nothing like this has ever been seen in America before, coming from Gavin Newsom. It's his child, so to speak, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. And we need to abort Prop 1. We've got to kill this bill. It's dangerous. Yeah, Jack Hibbs is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Pastor Jack Hibbs, the host of Real Life with Jack Hibbs, heard every weekday afternoon, 4.30 to 5, right after The Bottom Line show here on our Southern California affiliate KBRT. And also you can find it at uh, jackhibbs.com. There's more information about where you can hear the program. StopProp1.com is now boasted uh, prominently at thebottomlineshow.com as well. And I, I, Pastor Jack, I'm grateful that you keep referring to this as Gavin Newsom's baby as well. I think that's beautifully uh, presented because i don't know how many people notice when you see the prop one ads and i see them all over where it's in the internet it's in mm -hmm. television you see gavin newsom literally i mean when was the last time you saw a sitting governor taking time not only to 
be part of the ad. But also, if you read the fine print, this guy is so certain he's going to win re-election. He's taking re-election funds. It's literally these ads are paid for by Gavin Newsom for governor. I mean, and the, right. the, audacity, the audacity of this guy to do this. And yet, but the question I have to ask, though, Pastor Jack Hibbs, is what is he so afraid of? I, in my voter guide, I call this the Proverbs 28-1 bill. I mean, the guilty run, yeah. no one accuses, right? I mean, what are they, what are they so afraid of, Pastor Jack Hibbs? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, I would have assumed that for some reason, I don't know why, but they're, they're afraid of losing power, losing control. Um, unless there's a miracle, and I do believe in miracles, I'm a believer. Um, Gavin Newsom believes that he's a shoe-in, that it's all done, that it's, in fact, uh, for some of us who keep a close ear to his actions, he's already looking at 2024. I don't know if your listeners know that. He's, um, he's had numerous meetings already regarding the 2024 run for president. Uh, we have in, we've had information regarding who his VP uh, most possibly will be, which will shock the world. Mm-hmm. But the point is this. He's so confident. And it's a David and Goliath moment. And I'm just asking for every reasonable human being. In fact, watch this. Every reasonable, reasonable human being listening to your program should vote no on Prop 1. Okay, so but here's the thing. Why is Gavin Newsom spending his time right now instead of fixing our border or fixing our freeways? Why did he sign 13 anti-life, that is pro-choice, pro-death bills recently? 13, 13 in one day. Uh, Why his passion for Prop 1? Why did he put up billboards in five other states, all red states, by the way, that said, if you want an abortion, you can come to California. And then underneath, underneath Roger, there's, he's quoting Mark 11.23 from the Bible, Gavin Newsom. Those billboards you're referring to has a Bible verse on it in support of abortion. Gavin Newsom has crossed the line, become, what, California's pope? I don't know what. He (laughs) is using the Bible to justify abortion. And I'm pleading with everyone, especially pastors, you can't let this happen on our watch. This is, God told us, we must defend those who have no voice to those who are defenseless and are destined to be crushed. That is right out of the book of Proverbs. We're living that moment now. This is the epic, or as the Greeks would say, this is our Kairos moment. The defining moment of California lies on one proposition, Prop 1. Will we choose life, or we will, will we make a covenant with hell and with death? And uh, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I can't. I will not. Yeah. Pastor Jack Hibbs is with me today here on The Bottom Line. The website is StopProp1, and it's stop, the word stop, the word prop, the number one. Dot com. And we have a link for it up at the bottom line show dot com. And the, the idea that the, the governor of California and, I, and I, I refer to him often as uh, Governor Mussolini, you know, that, that yeah. I mean, he, he acts. I mean, Pastor Jack Hibbs, let me get your take on this. I realize he was duly elected. Do you think Gavin Newsom is acting like a fascist dictator with regard to abortion? It seems to me that he is. Uh, without doubt. I mean, without doubt, he. Uh, and because, look, he has a supermajority in Sacramento, people scratch their head and they wonder, how did this happen? Well, this happened because good people didn't vote. Right. But check this out, Roger. I don't know if you saw this, but um, we commissioned a Rasmussen poll, highly respected pollster. Mm-hmm. 
And so the results of that poll we made public. We published it everywhere. Listen to this. 79% of California voters who participated in in the poll, 79% independent Republican Democrats, 79% said when Prop 1 was explained to them, said that's extreme. Just check the box. Do you believe it's extreme, that it's okay? Uh, You know, moderate, what, 79% of Democrats Republicans and independents said it's extreme. Seventy percent, seven zero of Democrats of that, 70 percent of the Democrats said it's too extreme. So this is a bill that Newsom has gone beyond his own party's belief. The base, his his base and bulk of the Democrat Party in California, which is extreme, they're saying Prop 1's too extreme. So here, here's what he's doing. Thank God for you, Roger, in this program. Here's what he's doing. He's trying to keep the lid on the publicity. He doesn't want people to get into the weeds. So what he's doing, he's getting out ahead and spinning it and making it look like it's some sweet re- reproductive thing that's okay. And, you know, the Supreme Court did a terrible thing to your constitutional rights. You can come to California or uh, we will enshrine in our state constitution abortion. Um, it's desperate. He's afraid. I, I don't know how you can be afraid of a child being born. What's wrong with adoption? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. But for those of you who are Democrats out there, I mean, I got to ask you this question. If you're a Democrat and you believe in the Bible, how do you reconcile that just on the grounds of murdering babies? How do you do that? And I'm having a hard enough time with, I happen to be a registered Republican. I'm pretty ashamed of that these days. But at least the platform for the Republican Party is pro-life. The platform in California Democrat Party is pro-death. As a believer, what am I going to do with my light? I've been given an opportunity as a believer to shine the light. God is going to hold me accountable for what effect I had on righteousness while I was alive, and I had the opportunity. What did I do? with the power that God gave me. And every single one of us had the power to vote. Mm. Pastor Jack Hibbs with a great exhortation for us today here on The Bottom Line to make sure you're registered, to get out to vote. Once your election materials come in the mail, because everyone's getting them in the mail, make sure the information's right, but then get that filled out and turn it in. Get it through the mail. If you want to walk it into your public polling place, you can do so a few days early as well. We've got all the information for the Secretary of State's office up at thebottomlineshow.com. Super Tuesday edition of The Bottom Line. Roger Marshall along with Pastor Jack Hibbs stopping, talking about stopping Proposition 1. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman 
woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Pastor Jack Hibbs is my guest today here on this Super Tuesday edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're three weeks away from the actual election date, but people are turning in their ballots now. Uh, I got mine in the mail yesterday, finally showed up in the mailbox, and I realized that uh, a lot of people on the Democrat side are are more likely to register to vote, register and vote by mail than, uh, than not. But because of the nature of my work, I've, I've been an absentee voter for years. Uh, Jack, you said something before the break about Prop 1, about how extreme this is, and the fact that the majority of Democrats are, are in California say it's too extreme, 70 percent. I mean, 70 percent is no small number. If it was like 50.1 or something, exactly. I think we'd say, that's right. a statistical error. 70 percent. That's a trip to the woodshed. How in the world are so many Democrats? And I'm asking this somewhat rhetorically, but I know you'll have an answer for me. How are so many Democrats, Pastor Jack Hibbs, look, turning a blind eye to Prop 1 and saying, oh, yeah, women's rights. Oh, yeah. Constitutional. Oh, yeah. Reproductive justice without even you have the amendment at StopProp1.com. Anybody can click on that link. Scroll down to the bottom, hit the tab and say, this is exactly what it says. Don't just go off the voter recommendation guide. How do you think so many Democrats have been hoodwinked by their own governor? Pastor Jack yeah. Number one, I believe the Bible word for word. And the Bible says that the biggest thing that we battle with in life uh, is deception. Yeah. Uh, the Bible, Jesus talked about deception. All the apostles, the prophets talked about deception. People are being deceived. And so what I mean by that is this. Well, you know, it's a woman's right to choose. Where, who made that up? Where did that come from? I guarantee you it came from a movement to try to undo something that was done. Don't get me wrong. I believe everyone has the right to choose. Let's, let's be scientific and let's be ethical and let's be honest. I have the choice right now to eat any kind of lunch this afternoon that I want to eat. I have a choice. Every man, every woman has a choice. However, after I make the choice, Roger, if I eat that burrito and it doesn't sit well with me and I get sick to my stomach, I made the choice to eat it. I need to, I need to take care of that. When yeah. someone says pro-choice, we're talking about choosing to do something that causes life to happen. The choice is there. The outcome is pregnancy. Once you press the button and the rocket takes off, so to speak, Elon Musk cannot call it back. So when, when we think about it, we've got to stop thinking wrong. Let's think just pure science. Forget about the Bible. When a living sperm collides with a living egg, both are living. And at conception, both of those incredible bits of information form in an instant the DNA of a brand new human being. They're not an animal. They're a human creating the image of God. The whole process is living. If the sperm's dead, there's not going to be a pregnancy. If the egg is dead, there's not going to be a pregnancy. It's life. It's all life. That is science. That's God's hand at work. Psalm 139 says, I'm inside of the womb, fashioning your parts together where nobody can see. This is, the, this is God's 
sovereign place. When somebody says, let's exterminate the pregnancy, we are literally going up against God and choosing death. And so people justify the position with verbiage. They'll use words. They'll, in fact, I just walked the church through this yesterday. The opposite, if you say, well, I'm pro-choice, then to be opposite pro-choice is to be no choice, right? If you're pro-choice, the opposite of that is no choice. Well, I'm pro-life, and the opposite of pro-life is pro-death. We've got, to, we've got to stop letting them use the word choice. It's actually pro-death, because that's the result of the decision you make, is somebody is going to die. Mm. Powerful words of uh, wisdom, insight, and exhortation from Pastor Jack Hibbs today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, pastor Jack Hibbs, the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. He's also the Bible teacher on Real Life with Jack Hibbs. Heard every weekday afternoon right at the conclusion of The Bottom Line show here in Southern California. We've been backed up uh, 4 to 4.30 with TBL and 4.30 to 5 with Pastor Jack for a good year and a half now, and I know our listeners really love it. StopPropOne.com is the website that Pastor Jack and his team have put together. Stop the word, stop the word prop, and then the number one.com, where you'll find the entire text of what actually Proposition 1 really does say, not just the description that the Secretary of State and Attorney General have put in your ballot uh, uh, primer. And then also information about the statistics on how many people are actually opposed to this. 70% of Democrats, 79% of Californians want at least some limit on abortion. No one wants the idea that you literally can either go into labor and delivery and determine whether or not to deliver a live baby or to kill that live baby. But that's what Proposition 1 actually does. Pastor Jack, give us some marching orders now. I mean, there are things we can do, obviously, go to the website. How do we get the word out in these last three weeks leading up to the election? Yeah, recognize that we're in a battle as believers. Number two, programs just like this. Go to the archives of the of Roger Marsh program. Copy the link. Send it to other people. Get this segment out to everybody you know, both in California and beyond. The next thing is this. Roger said it. you got to vote. Make sure that you absolutely vote. Even if you don't know anything else on the ballot and who, what, and where, just go. It's right there, Prop 1. Roger, I did it about 20 minutes ago. I voted today. And uh, people do it. Don't let, don't let somebody tell you, uh, because you're a Christian, you shouldn't get involved in politics. Listen, politics is disgusting. Government is yep. good when it's done right. God invented government. Man yeah, invented politics. Don't let them rob it, rob it from you. And then final word is this. If you live in Riverside County, San Bernardino County, L.A. County, or Orange County, to ensure your vote... Every Sunday morning leading up to the election till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we have legal ballot collection boxes at our church on Sundays. They're under watch. They're under guard. They have been uh, approved. And you can bring your ballot. You can put your ballot in the slot, and it will be taken under guard to the county board of registrar's office of your county and we can guarantee that your vote will make it to getting counted. It's absolutely important. And um, listen, you can find out more by going to also jackhibbs.com. Uh, there's going to be uh, a special Prop 1 Happening Now event. It's, uh, well, actually, it happened last Wednesday. Uh, there's, uh, what we showed on there kind of, kind of rocked the social media world, Roger. People might need to watch that. Yep. It's regarding Prop 1, and uh, it, it will tell them actually more than what they want to know. 
Mm. And the video's up at jackhips.com? It's up right now as long as YouTube keeps it up. We've been babbling. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and therein lies the rub. How many times do we see good information that's right and true <laughs> up at YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, Twitter, and all of a sudden it gets flagged because it might yeah. be a little too right or true for those uh -huh. who are you know, wanting to challenge it. Well, Pastor Jack Hibbs, <laughs> thank you for the, the great work you're doing. It's not easy for pastors to take this kind of stance, but Pastor Jack has made this a priority, and I encourage every member of clergy, if you haven't had this conversation with your congregation yet, you need to do so. If it's not going to be on a Sunday yeah. morning, do it on a Wednesday night, do it on a Thursday morning, do it whenever you need to. Put out a video, do whatever you can, but pastor's Amen. words do have influence. And uh, take it from Pastor Jack Hibbs. He knows. I and mean, you've been able to get some good results. So, Pastor Jack, it's great to spend some time with you today. Thank you for the work you've done on Stopping Prop 1. And thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line Show. Well, Roger, thank you. And thanks for being part of all that work. God bless you, brother. What a great conversation and uh, so blessed to get some time with Pastor Jack Hibbs. He's been a very, very busy man in addition to being the lead pastor at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills and the Bible teacher on Real Life with Jack Hibbs. Um, he's also just the, the, the brains behind StopProp1.com. It's the word stop, the word prop, and the number one.com. You can read all about the evils of Proposition 1 and why people even, this is not a Republican versus Democrat thing. This is a sanctity of life and human dignity versus anybody who wants to kill people for no reason innocently in the womb, um, who living innocently in the womb. Uh, I encourage you to go to stopprop1.com. Today we've got that link up at thebottomlineshow.com. Some final thoughts in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Want to continue receiving income into retirement with little market risk? Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services can help you secure a permanent income and benefits addressing your risk tolerance with professional advisory knowledge. You have a large 401k or IRA as your retirement nest egg. How about a four-dimensional plan that will pay you and your spouse income for life without stock market risk? How about we include inflation benefits so your income goes up annually? How about we include extra income benefits for long-term care? And if you need one or both, you both have it. That's right, permanent income inflation benefits, long-term care benefits with no market risk. We have put over $50 million of our clients' money in the 4D account in the last few years. These clients are sleeping way better at night. Learn more when you call Wilson Financial today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial, for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Pastor Jack Hibbs and everyone involved at, well, Real Life with Jack Hibbs Radio, of course, and Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. As you heard Pastor Jack mention um, at the end of our conversation, if you are anywhere in L.A., Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside County, uh, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills is an official ballot harvesting center. You can actually drop them off there. And they're recognized by the state now. No problems. Your vote will, in fact, count. So if you want to drop it off there and show support for the church, if you're anywhere near there. I know people from all over the Southland like to go visit uh, that church and even attend it. Um, we encourage you to do so with your completed ballot. And, of course, you're voting no on Proposition 1. You're basically voting no on just about every proposition. I think the one that I said you could give a yes to would be Prop 28 about the arts and, and uh, funding for uh, that in the public schools. But if you don't want to throw any more money at public schools, vote no on Prop 28 as well. Um, you know, it's interesting as we were talking and talking about Proposition 1 and how the left is just so in consumed by uh, making sure that you can kill a child literally up until labor and delivery. And Vice President Kamala Harris was in town yesterday saying the same thing. Here's what a post-Row America looks like if Republicans take control. They're coming after you. No, no one's coming after you. 
No one is coming after you. They're not coming after you. Here's the dastardly deed that the pro-life community does. Organizations like Preborn have the audacity to say, how about a free pregnancy test? You can't get that at Planned Parenthood, but you can get that at preborn clinics. And then how about a free ultrasound? And then you get a chance to see your baby kind of swimming around there in the womb, you know, kicking his legs and wiggling her head or whatever. And then you get a chance to hear the heartbeat that's really attached to the baby. And then you ask the question, well, if when a person's heart stops, we declare them dead. If a person's heart is beating, don't we declare them to be alive? And that's what the left is afraid of. They don't want you to see a human baby in the womb. Because if you see a human baby in the womb, guess what? You're going to know that kid's alive. And then they don't want mom to know that she has three options. She either becomes a mother, she carries the child to term and releases for adoption, or she can abort. 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound image wind up saying yes to life, either through adoption or becoming a parent. Your $28 donation right now to preborn, you can give a one-time gift of 28 bucks. You can give a monthly gift of $28. You can give a one-time gift of 140, 280. Why the $28 intervals? Because every $28 provides one more free ultrasound for a woman who's facing a pregnancy and isn't sure what her options are or how she should handle it. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Do what Robert in Crow's Landing did last week. At the end of last week, called in a $1,500 donation to preborn. Now, $1,500 does one of two things. It either rescues, you can do the math, it's like 40 or 50 kids uh, through ultrasound, or it's a tenth of the way toward providing a $15,000 ultrasound machine to a pregnancy resource center. Either way, your gift is fully tax deductible. We had another caller at the end of yesterday's program with a $140 donation anonymously. Thank you so much for that call. Uh, that saves five more children's lives. Our goal is to save over 400 lives during the course of this campaign. We're up to 83 right now. Can we get to 100 by the end of today? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or go online either to kbrightradio.com hit the banner that pops up in the rotating banner ads, or go to thebottomlineshow.com. I like sending people to thebottomlineshow.com because we only have one banner on that website right now, and it is for preborn. You see that cute little baby's face? You go ahead and click the banner, and in 28 seconds or less, you can make a tax-deductible donation, and every interval of $28 saves another baby's life. 140 saves 5, 280 saves 10, 560 saves 20. You can do the math. But remember, God is the author and creator of every human life. Every life is precious to him. Should we not have the same respect and reverence for him and for them too? That's the good news. And that's the bottom line.